What we have here is a boost, a signal boost. of comic book Kickstarter campaigns. Brought to you by the one and only Spoiler Country. These are the current campaigns that we think are awesome and you should totally support. By backing indie comics, you are supporting up-and-coming creators and getting new stories you won't get anywhere else. We talk with the creators to give you insight into the project and spread the love of indie comic books. Now sit back, relax, grab a drink, and listen to what we have to offer you today. All right. Welcome back to Spoiler Country. <laughs> All right. We that done? was the weirdest thing ever, but I'm Kendrick Regan. That is Mr. Horsley. And I just totally had a brain aneurysm for some reason and just Did you, you stopped your talking. Name. <laughs> I just forgot the next section, which is the weirdest thing. I've never done that before. That was hilarious. But today is exciting. It's another edition of our Kickstarter Signal Boost. Number 11? No, 12. Number no, 12. Number 12. There we go. That is crazy. And if, as always, I have three fantastic Kickstarters to bring to you today. And yep. one is a repeat because, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we were well, smart kind of- and added it in like a month too early for its Kickstarter. And that is the body Tales of Laszlo Kale, the body B-A-W-D-Y Tales yes. of Laszlo Kale by creator Andrew Maxwell. Yep. Yep. And then we have Connor Bartell with Swords and Sorrows. Yep. And we have Welcome to the Void with Chuck Pinnell. <laughs> you, re- you, had- you had to say it like that, didn't you? <laughs> well, you have it like, you know, it's like, welcome to the void. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I like I, it. I, I, I mean, I'm on board. <laughs> and you're on board? <laughs> I'm on board. So just, be- just because you said it that way, I'm on board now. <laughs> <laughs> so these these are all ones that reached out to us, and Johnny did a nice interview section with each one. Segment. Yep. I should yep. say not a section, but an interview segment with each guy, and um, they sound really cool. I, I Yeah. And I did these way in advance because of you know hello we're gonna be in comic-con tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) but these were done way in advance and 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 because i was like you know what i've got to stick true we got to do one every month but i don't i'm not gonna have time to do this like you know in comic-con so i recorded them all in advance got them ready to go and then of course we forgot to record our little part to put it out on the 15th and it's going out late so sorry guys (laughs) that's funny yeah yep oops you know, the funniest thing about going into San Diego, though, I know this yeah. is not not the right episode to do this on, but eh, whatever, but whatever. It's this week was the fact that we bought I I booked everything back in April, early May, somewhere around there. And I was like, I told you and I was like, hey, I'm flying down. You're like, oh, I kind of want to fly down. And then <laughs> right. a couple weeks later, you're like, I got it. We booked two and we're flying down. Okay, cool. And you're like, what airline you're on? I'm, I'm like, I think I'm on Southwest. Oh, we're on Alaska. And then today I'm <laughs> I'm printing out my itinerary. We're on the same flight, both on, right? on Alaska, which is hilarious. I was like, oh, we're <laughs> and we bought we bought tickets months no apart idea. from each other. You're like, when I'm landing, when I you're like, when I'm landing, you'll be taken off. I'm like, what time are you leaving? You're like five thirty in the morning. I'm like, I leave at five I leave at five thirty in the morning. I'm like, what airline are you on? You're like, Alaska. Which one? This one. Oh my god. <laughs> 
So we, so you know what? I, I bitched a lot about us not being able to travel together, and apparently we are traveling together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did, didn't it's gonna even be funny. It. I'll probably be sleeping on the plane because I'm not it's hard for me. I'm gonna make you up. I'm gonna be like, nope, wake up, wake up, wake up. No, that won't work. I'll I give you the death stare. <laughs> That's not that. That won't stop me. I'll be the, the, the stare of death. Oh God! Oh Throw no! You into the void. <laughs> <laughs> into the void. <laughs> Let's listen to Andrew Maxwell with the body tales of Laszlo Kale. Cool show. You guys got you cover all kinds of stuff. Thanks. Yeah, we just try to we try to do what we want to do. You know, we don't we talk about a lot of comics because we love comic books, but we just whatever comes up comes up. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. Like the the history of the Comics Code Authority. Yeah, that was uh, fun. It's, yeah, it's uh, that that kind of stuff. Whether you're into comics or not, is just interesting. Yeah, so, a, that was a lot of fun. I, I I did all the research on that one. That was a lot of fun. Um, I like doing research. It's, I don't know. I like learning stuff. <laughs> so how do you get? And you're an artist as well, right? Yeah, I'm a writer artist as well. Yeah. And then so what? And what's the day job? Uh, I'm a software programmer. Jeez, so you, and you got kids, it looks like, from the... I have five. I have five kids. Are you... Wow, so you... <laughs> how, how the hell are you doing all these things? Lots of cocaine. I got you. That's, do what you gotta do. Right, I mean, it's it's just a little boost you need, right? No, I uh, um, I don't know, dude. I just do it. I just... I do what I want to do and make sure... I just make it work, you know? I have a very supportive wife and very supportive kids. They, you know, my wife... My wife and I actually do a podcast together, too, um, on the side. This is for fun, and... You know, she, uh, she supports the show a ton. She does, you know, she's, when we go to shows like, uh, San Diego and Emerald city, you know, she's a huge help with, uh, getting us interviews and keeping us organized. And my kids are, you know, always helping out with stuff too, which is nice. What's the age range? Are they, are they real little or are they, um, so I've got a four year old, a seven year old, a 10 year old, a 12 year old and a 15 year old. Wow, so you got the whole the whole gamut. I mean, at least they're not any infants, but yeah, that's yeah, still pretty- no diapers. <laughs> Thank God. Oh man, yeah, that's a uh, jeez. Yeah. I, I feel stressed out sometimes, and I'm like, I don't have a fraction of that stuff going on. <laughs> man, I know every, everyone's got their own stuff, though. But yeah, I mean, we're super busy, but we've, you know, we, uh, my wife and I have always been busy. It's just what we do. Well, it makes uh, makes everything go, I think, a lot funner and gives you a lot, you know. When you have other stuff other than work or whatever to look forward to, I think it just makes everything a lot more manageable. Oh, oh I agree. All right. So my name is Andrew Maxwell, uh, and I'm here to talk about the body tales of Laszlo Kale uh, with uh, artists that co-created with Goran Gligelvik. I'm sorry, uh, pronouncing his name correctly. <laughs> what, a, what a name. <laughs> yeah, he's from he's from Serbia. He's a, he's a great guy. Um, great artist, and, too. Uh, What'd you say? Great artist, too. Oh, he's killer. Yeah, I, I, I can't believe. Uh, one of the, the best experiences I've had, he just responds incredibly fast, uh, killer art style, and that's just one of his styles. I mean, he's got like four or five different ones, so he's pretty pretty talented guy. Um, but the book is basically, uh, if you're a fan of films like Ocean's Eleven or Thomas Crown Affair and sci-fi like Fifth Element or, or Fractions Casanova, uh, then I think you'd be a, a big fan of, of Laszlo. Uh, it's got it's pretty crazy town book, uh, but I th- hopefully in, in a fun way. Um, international time portals uh, have exploded in Paris after a literal time bomb. So it's this weird ecosystem of, of different time periods 
coexisting together. So there's like dinosaurs and samurais walking around, but there's flying cars um, and all kinds of cool gadgets. And uh, our main character, Laszlo Kale, is an ex-gigolo uh, turned art dealer. So he has uh, contact. <laughs> As <on> you do. <laughs> yeah, right. In, uh, in really high places. And he uses this, this, this new city to kind of take advantage of, of, of acquiring art. Uh, and he's tasked with finding this uh, mobster's uh, lost painting. Uh, and this mobster also happens to be his ex-boyfriend, so uh, shenanigans ensue, and it's it gets gets pretty wild. But I think uh, I think in a fun way. Yeah, you uh, you sent me a copy to read, and first of all, thank you for that because it was I loved it from start to finish. Um, I got to the end of the book, and I was like, nope, I want more now. I don't want to wait. <laughs> and, well, thanks. Yeah, I I hope that's the the effect because um, oh. we we really want to do three, but um, this is this first one will kind of. And that's the plan, but the, the first one's kind of just to gauge audience reaction and, and see if there's you know uh, people that want to read this book, and if there is, we'll make the other two. Well, I hope it, I hope people love it as much as I did because uh, the art is fantastic. The main character, this visually and like facial expression wise, reminds me a lot of Spike Spiegel from Cabo Bebop, and um, it's the art the art style was great. The writing was phenomenal. I mean, I love the the, the way it told the story in the first issue was really good. Um, it, uh, okay. you know, it, I wasn't planning on reading it when I opened it up. I was planning just to, like, to just skim the art and kind of get an idea of what it was, you know. Mm-hmm. But then I just started reading it, and it didn't stop. <laughs> well, I, that's awesome. I, I love to hear that because it's um, yeah, we 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 hit the ground running kind of as soon as we start. So it's and then it's a lot of stuff happens, and there's a lot of weird little twists. Um, so we really yeah throw a lot at you in that that first issue yeah it's pretty it's, it's pretty intense and it's uh it's very well it's very well laid out and i like the fact that there's a lot of stuff a lot of odd things happening that aren't normal for a comic book but none of them are in your face and none of them are over the top even though they are over the top you know if that makes any sense you know they're not like right 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 right. nothing seems there just to be there to make a shocking thing or to be a weird thing it's, it's all there with a purpose and i like that a lot i thought it was yeah, really well that- done well, thanks. Yeah, and that's what we we put a lot of a time and effort into that, uh, you know. And and working with with Gorn is such a, a creative guy. Where I would kind of just throw some ideas at him, and then he would kind of tweak and add his own flavor. And and initially, when because I'm a big fan of, I don't know if you've had a chance to read like the humanoids European stuff. Have you got to check that stuff out at all? I've, I, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Well, I'm a huge fan of that stuff. Expensive, but I mean, thankfully, like Comicology, you can check out a lot of that stuff for pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, but I'm a huge fan of like European comics, um, and I got to go to Copenhagen last summer and, and see a lot nice. of that stuff firsthand. And uh, you know, Gorn's influences are a lot of European stuff. But um, when I initially reached out to Gorn, I'd been following him on Twitter, and I had a totally different style in mind, like totally different, not quite as cartoony as this one is. But when I pitched him the idea, he sent me concept sketches of, of the style that you, you see in the book. And I was like, oh, well, that's yeah. – with all the little smirking and the tweet, you know, I was just like, we have to do that. Like that's perfect for, for what we're going for. Yeah, the tone of the art and the colors match the tone of the writing so well. Like yeah, like Laszlo's facial expressions are so good. And like I don't want to give away the villain yet, but like the villain, like when he's – and because Laszlo's bodyguard slash best friend uh, Nico, 
her, she's just like a small, uh, you know, she's smaller than he is, a young girl, and just her talking to the gangster. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, so good. And his facial expressions, I just was like blown away with what Goran put together in that. Now, does, does he do the colors too? Like all the artwork? Yeah. He did every. I mean, that's, that's why it was just working with him because, and I'm not throwing artists under the bus. I know you're an artist yourself, but. Uh, you know, artists sometimes live on artist time. So yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, it, like in indie comics, you know, um, it may take three or four days to hear back from somebody. And Gorn was like a, a ten minutes later kind of guy. That's awesome. Um, and he just we had deadlines, and I, I've never, you know, those are kind of loosey goosey. But uh, you try to stick to him as much as possible. And not only did he stick to him, he would he would be ahead of time, and he was just. And he did the colors himself. He did everything himself. I mean, it was just one of the best experiences I've ever had making a, a book. That's that's awesome. I mean, it's great when you have a great experience like that, as well as have a, a great product come out. So, I, uh, I I'm a full supporter. When, when you guys go live with this, uh, I'll uh, I'll be supporting because I want a physical copy of this book too, and I'll be definitely sharing this out more than just through this to to kind of help oh. promote it. Well, that would be huge, yeah, definitely. And I and I'll I'll tell you off recording because I I want to make sure. Uh, Everything's. I mean, it's nailed down, but I want to wait till we have physical art. But we have a huge, huge uh, variant cover artist uh, planned. Ooh, so that's. Um, yeah, I can't wait to really, find out who that is. <laughs> he's a dream artist of mine, and I can't believe. Like, I sent him the book, and I said, "Hey, you know, would you be open to it?" And he was like, "Oh, dug the book. Count me in." And I'm, I was like, my jaw almost fell off. <laughs> You're like, like, "Oh God, <laughs> it happened." <laughs> so I'm. Um, Really stoked to see uh, what that turns out to be. That is awesome, man. And I can't wait to find out who that is. So everybody listening, there'll be a link in the description to the Kickstarter for that. Go check it out. It's definitely worth your effort, worth your time. Uh, it's it's one of the – and this isn't me just trying to blow smoke up your ass, Andrew, man. It's literally one of the best books I've read in the last couple of months. Awesome. Well, thanks. I love hearing that. Thank you. And I, I read a lot of books, so. <laughs> awesome. That uh, means a lot. appreciate it. All right. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. That sounds awesome. I'm. I, I actually. I read. <laughs> I read the first issue, and yeah, I, I loved. I, I loved it. I legitimately I loved that yet. book. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read that issue yet. I know that they sent it over to us, but you know, we get Disney. so many, and then the ones that we tend to have on, you usually read and go through. So that was cool. But he's Andrew seems like a really cool guy. He's awesome, and I would love to have him come on for a full episode sometime. He's the kind yeah, of guy we can just chat with for an hour. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So get out there. Go to Kickstarter and back. Laszlo Kale from Andrew Maxwell. Yeah, check out the link below and click on it and definitely definitely go back to that one. I, I I highly recommend it. Highly recommend. Highly. Highly. So next, Connor Bartell with Swords and Sorrows. So uh, my name's Connor Bartell. And uh, I'm a writer of Swords and Sorrows. It's a uh, Japanese-inspired one-shot comic about uh, ninja assassins, katana fights, and deep personal regret. And uh, it's illustrated by Adgan Ilhan. This is our uh, second second comic together, but it's going to be our third Kickstarter. Nice, nice. So what's the story about? Uh, it's about uh, an assassin called Rat who... Uh, who was uh, pushed into the, the life of an assassin at a really young age to start his training. And, and after his first kill, he asked his master, what would happen if I never wanted to do this again? 
and the master explained to him that guild rules is you have to you have to fight your master to the death if you want to leave the life and so he trained as best he could throughout his whole life to be not the best assassin but to be the best fighter so he can eventually survive when he challenges his master <laughs> and uh, the book is about that night when he challenges his master that's a that's an interesting take on the whole assassin you know code of ethics like if, i mean i guess it's the code of ethics but if you want to call it you know the Training yeah, to be the well, best, but not for not for the reason you think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, you know, part of part of you know, living that life and being the best is killing just to survive. You know, and right, right. So there is a, there is a, that's where the whole deep personal regret comes into, and and it also comes into like uh, you know, this master raised him too. So you know, certain things come to light when you're try- when he's trying to kill him. You know that he never thought of before. Right. Is this now? Is this book going to be fully colored or fully or, just, or black and white? As the preview is, it, it's going to be it's going to be black and white. Uh, nice. The uh, we did a previous comic called Grimwood Crossing, and uh, that was uh, two seventy-five page volumes, um, and it was a supernatural western, and mm-hmm. we had a really detailed, really strong black and white style in that one, and uh, we're going to use a similar style but more uh, Japanese inspired in this one. So nice. it's going to be. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's kind of inspired by manga too, right? So with the uh, with um, but not necessarily in the art style, but uh, but like in the in the um, detailed black and white uh, coloring or not coloring, but you know, and shading, right, right. the the way that the you lettering. form the pictures, yeah, yeah. And I and I took some uh, manga inspiration when I was doing the lettering, so. Nice, nice. Now I read I read the five page preview you sent over, and it's uh, I got to say it's it's very intriguing. I want to I really want to know what happens next. You know what happens? How does does he does he go free or does it go the opposite direction? You know? Yeah, really- yeah. Thanks. That's you know that's what we hope for. Yeah, that's what we hope. The reaction we hope for. You know, and the the art's fantastic. I love the art. I love the especially page. I think it's page three when he uh, is looks really fan with the, with the white dots all over. It just looks great. It comes out the details there like. It's bloody and gory without being bloody and gory, you know, because it's black and white. So it's all it's all implied, and it just it hits that. I don't know it hits that. Uh, this is a violent act that's happening, but it's not like in your face and like over the top bloody, even though it kind of is. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally get okay. where you're going. And <laughs> yeah, Adigan, uh his name is Adigan Ilhan. That's the artist, and yeah, he actually just uh, graduated from I think it's pronounced Andonalu University. He's from Turkey. Nice. Um, so uh, he he studied art there, and he he's so talented, you know. And I love working with him. We've been working together for a long time now, and that's awesome. And uh, and yeah, he did a similar thing with Grimwood. You know, it's we we can get we can get away with a certain amount of gore because it's black and white, you right, know. And, right. and and so he doesn't really shy away from that, you know. As opposed, to, you know, if we did color and uh, where you know <laughs> the red would just pop out and cover everything, you know. Right. So. Sometimes I think black so, yeah. and white comics, especially when you're dealing with like a darker topic, sometimes a black and white just kind of helps it helps to move the story along. Because I feel like sometimes with with color, your eyes get lost in the backgrounds, you know. And with black and yeah. white, if you have somebody who knows, like your artist says here, knows how to do uh, you use those lights and those darks to create the depth of the room. Your eyes get focused on what they need to get focused on, and in a darker story, adding color I think would kind of take away from it. Yeah, Adigan, Adigan loves to use like negative space to uh, to like imply darkness and stuff. He's, he 
really talented, really good at that. And he's also like really quick. It's honestly like freaky <laughs> to work with him. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I like the fact that on the website, you uh, or whoever, whoever put the website, you or him or whoever, somebody else included like thumbnails and like process sketches. Cause I'm a big, I'm an artist myself. So I'm a big fan of seeing how something goes from concept to final page. I love watching that process. And I love the fact that I can look on the website here and see, the sketches and then the, the, you know, the rough sketches and the less rough sketches. And as, as they built up to the final page, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, something we did for our, our uh, last series, Groomer Crossing, was uh, I, I put out a video where, uh, where, you could, where like, you could see various pages from, from thumbnail to uh, sketching to detailed pencils to inking and then to finishing up digitally and then the lettering. And you can see like the whole process, and uh, uh, you can find Grimma Crossing on YouTube to find that video. And uh, it's really, uh, it was really cool, you know. And I think I wanted to do that the same way with uh, this one. Uh, Adigan tries to keep me really involved in the art process, so he's taking pictures of like every pro- every step of the way, and sometimes I really appreciate. And then you can also uh, uh, go on both of our Instagrams at either Adigan Ilhan or Connor underscore Bartel on Instagram, and all kinds of art and like pencils and thumbnails and concept sketches and stuff. So that's awesome. I'm, I'm actually looking at uh, Grimmer Crossing right now and it looks, the art looks fantastic on that too. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm blessed. I'm blessed at Adigan, you know, that's me waste this time. <laughs> well, don't shy away. I mean, I know it was just five pages that I read, but the five pages that I read definitely set up a story extremely well. So the writing is is, is top notch too. So don't don't shy away. Oh, from thank you. There, I you appreciate know. that. Yeah. Let's not, talk all, really, let's, really... let's not talk all about the art here. You know, you are the writer, and it does it is it did come across really well. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we're, we're really excited to bring a much smaller story. Uh, Grim Crossing is about 150 pages in total. And um, that was our, our first graphic novel, both of our first graphic novel, you know, and and you know, you usually start small and we kind of, we kind of went the opposite way. So we're much, we're very excited to bring a smaller story this time. Well, once, if you start big like that, then when you do the smaller story, it, it's that much easier because you've already done something huge. <laughs> oh yeah. This has been such a breeze. Like we, it's so funny. We, we took months to do just the first, cause like Grimmel Crossing is, is split up in two volumes, but it's also split up into six issues. Right. And and we took like months just to do the first issue, and then like after after that, like he we both got so much better at at our respective crafts, and yeah, and we just started like like you know speed speedballing this freaking comic, just going crazy, and it got to the point where like I couldn't keep up with the payment, so I was like, let's go to Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> You're going too fast. We need, we need some funding on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that whole you like fast cheap and good mm-hmm. and you can only choose two of them that's I, it is <laughs> at, yeah like adigan is adigan's like is, is a triple threat in that aspect right. but but at the same time you know like you know we're, uh we're doing kickstarter so that he does get more like yeah. more money than what he's charging because he's he's very generous you know what yeah. i mean and he just right. wants to make a good comic well, it's it's great when you have somebody you work with that has the same passion you have, so you can tell the story. Because I, I feel like I've been working in comics since two thousand two thousand one that time frame, working in web comics and then in, in you know writing and drawing stuff as well. But I've always found the projects where I have somebody I'm working with, whether I'm the writer or I'm the artist, and we both have a passion for what we're creating. It's not just a quote unquote job, you know. The end product is always so much better. Oh yeah, yeah. It, passion projects are really uh, like or where people just you know the product's your baby you know and so and i really that's why i love kickstarter you know 
ev- almost every comic on Kickstarter is like that. I'm I'm haven't read a comic from the big two in so long. It's like I pick up pick up my monthly image polls. You know what I mean? But besides that, all my comics are coming from Kickstarter nowadays because everyone's just putting so much love into these projects. Right, right. It's uh, yeah, man. I don't know. Honestly, I miss what you just said because my daughter was talking in my head, so I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's no problem, man. Real life, right? <laughs> she walks up, she's like, dad, dad, dad. I'm like, shit. So I muted the mic real quick, and I, I was hoping I could come back in and like, hear enough of what you said to come back to it, but I was like, no, I heard nothing you just said. I am so sorry. <laughs> no problem. I was saying, uh, Kickstarter is where all, the, where all the passion projects are happening. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The are coming from nowadays, I feel like. It is, it is. And like – most. I'm all for I mean I'm a hundred percent believer that everybody who works on anything should ever get paid like I have a book I'm working on right now it's about 250 pages long and I have about 35 people working on the book with me but I I wouldn't let I had people like being like I had friends oh no we'll come work for you I'll I'll do a story for you for free you don't have to pay me or work on this I'm like no 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 everybody gets paid because everybody should get paid in a book right even if it's a little bit even if like you want to you take $50 for a story it's still you're getting paid for your work you shouldn't the only thing you should ever work for 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 free on is your own stuff. I I believe you know. Oh yeah, for sure. I I agree. Yeah, it's always about because, and for me too, as the guy as the guy who hires people to work for him or works with people, it's like if I am paying you something to work on a book with me, or you're paying me to work on a book with you, even if it is a passion project, even if I love it or you love it too, just having that monetary thing come in makes it feel that much more real, you know. Yeah, and it makes it a responsibility, you know. Like they like don't. Don't people say that, like, if you do what you love as a job, eventually you're going to hate it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to have real love for everything you're doing. But at the same same time, people need to eat, right? Right, right. So it's like like walking that tightrope. It is, it is. And it's it's, it's great. And I'm happy for you that you have somebody that you can work with and does a good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. um, These Kickstarters are just just about getting him what he's owed. You know what I mean? Right. That's good. That's good, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on with me. Thank you so much for talking to me about your book today. There'll be links in the show notes down below to get to this Kickstarter. It goes up live on July 20th, right? Uh, yes. Okay. So right now we're about five days early from the day this one launches, but these get, you know, people play these for the whole month. So July 20th, uh, we'll be live. But, uh, you, can, you can share that, that Kickstarter link uh, on yeah. July 15th as well because it, the page is ready. Awesome. So people so, can look at it, look at it, and and be notified. Yep. Share it out. Follow it. Get back there. The the previews up there for you to read if you want to read it. It looks great. Again, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, man. Swords and sorrows. <laughs> so what do you think of that one? Archer needs food badly. It sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it should be it should be a good read, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, I independence is so much fun. You don't know what you're going to get into and what you're going to get. You're either it's either yeah. going to be really bad or you're going to love it. There's usually nothing in between for me. For most for the for the most part, I have found that most independents when I read them, even if they're not the best, I'm I still enjoy it because I'm reading somebody's yeah. craft. And I mean, I could I can sit and critique and pick things apart all day, but at the end of the day, I'm usually entertained by about eighty percent of the independents that I read. Just because, you know what it is? For what? me, I think it's – I know how much blood, sweat, and tears go in to produce that and make it and put it out right. there. Yeah, exactly. And if we don't if we don't fuel our independent books out there, we're not going to have mainstream books because mainstream right. people come from independence. You know? no, matter, no matter how you try to, try to do it, you don't just you don't just well, jump you won't and have main good books. mainstream books because yeah. then no one's taking the time to harness their craft. 
to hone it. That's true. That's true. So next is I hope I'm getting Chuck's name right. It's it's either Chuck Pinau or Chuck Pinu. It's P I N E A U. So Chuck, reach out and slap me across the face and tell me if I got your name right or wrong, especially if yeah. I got it wrong. But he's got a cool concept in Welcome to the Void. Welcome to the Void. Welcome to the Void. Hey, everybody. I'm Chuck Pino, and I'm the writer-creator of Welcome to the Void. Uh, Welcome to the Void is a story about about Manny Johansson. He's an outsider in a small town, and he has a shitty job. He's a schlub, just like, you know, any of the rest of us in our 20s. And (laughs) he ends up finding this kind of parallel dimension, and he finds out that you can actually draw out the power of creation effectively from it by connecting to it. And so he realizes that this is a power that he's not sure anyone should be able to have. It's, it's, uh, it's something that just, it, it's too powerful. Yeah. And so he's, it's something that he ends up through the series kind of trying to work with basically. Right. Okay. What do you get the idea for this? Um, yeah, thank you. That, that, um, so when I was young, I, uh, I guess I was kind of a weird kind of philosopher and I had this belief that if you had complete 100% faith in something that it would happen. So if I believed a hundred percent that if I jumped off a building, I could fly, I would fly. Okay. My problem was even at a young age, I knew I did not have a hundred percent faith that I could fly. So right. I never attempted that. But it, it kind of brings up the idea of, like, you know, when you have – I don't want to throw too much religion into it, but, like, Wiccans, and they light up a uh, candle, or a Christian faith healer, and they heal a person, all this kind of stuff. And it kind of brings up the idea, if they have complete 100% faith, does that mean that they're able to tap into something so powerful that they're basically able to create these effects in the real world? That's just- you know, there's there's a lot of power in faith. There's a lot of there's a lot of power in belief that people don't want to put into it. No, no matter what you believe in, religious wise or not, there's a lot of power in in the brain and what your what your mind will convince you of is happening and what can happen based on that too. Exactly. And I've always believed that. So this was kind of my way of uh, bringing that out and um, really kind of showcasing that in what I like to feel is a very sort of um, emotional, kind of raw sort of setting, a very modern setting, kind of. Treat it like a uh, Doctor Strange meets uh, Love and Rockets sort of thing. Oh, I love both those things. <laughs> yeah, right? Both those well, are great. <laughs> at the time, my kind of thought was was that, um, I mean, Doctor Strange has since been picked up and everybody's loving him and all that. But, like, when I first wrote this, like, in the early 2000s, he just felt so ancient. And yeah. just even as much as I like him, it just – Magic was so foreign to, to regular audiences, like the modern audience, and they just didn't seem to get it. And I was like, we need to find a way for people to get magic. And that's kind of what this story is for me, is to be able to explain magic to a modern society that might understand it this way. So is, is the powers of the void or the however you want to describe it more magic-based or is it is it uh, like ability-based then? I mean, that's kind of the 
that's kind of the the real catch to it, isn't it? I mean, right. the thing about it is, what I really like about it is that. So, if you don't know that there is such a thing as a void, and let's say you're this ultra Christian person who believes in healing, right? And you touch a person and you heal them, that's you connecting to the void, right? And making that happen. But if you already know that the void is there, you can do fucking anything because. There's no need for faith. Faith doesn't matter at that point. You know that it's there. You know that you can tap into it. You can heal. You can burn stuff. You can do whatever the hell you want right. because that doesn't hold you back anymore. Interesting. Interesting. I, I like it. I like things that make you think and make you go, huh. <laughs> well, so is is this a is this a a planned story arc? Is this an ongoing series? What's the what's your what's your ultimate plan with this book? Oh, I mean ongoing series. So I have. First one is already done and uh, just finishing up the lettering. Nice. And then, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it was very important to me that the book was done or as close to done as possible when we hit Kickstarter. Yeah. Because I, I don't have a name yet. No. And so so many people are afraid, you know, this person's not going to deliver. And I thought, no, we did the work. We put the money and we made yep. everything happen that we possibly can to make sure that you can have this. So that that takes that away. Yeah, so that, having it done going into it or most or like, you know, over the over that 80 percent mark or so makes your Kickstarter go so much better. If you can say, no, look, the book is done. We're doing the Kickstarter now just to get it out there and so you can buy it. But the book, you, the book is guaranteed to be done no matter what. That's that, that's a, it's a huge thing. Yeah, totally. And and what is nice about this as well is we're very open up to the fact that we're not asking you, the fan, the pledger, whatever, to pay for our staff. Right. They've been paid our own pockets. Um, all we're asking is help us with the printing. Right. This is all we're doing is we're just trying to print the copies so we can get them to you. We're trying to get you the rewards. And so that's all that the Kickstarter is paying for. That's what we kept. We, we tried to keep a lower number. Yeah. Going. So what happens if you guys make a, if it, I mean, you've already, you're already over goal and you've been up for not very long. What happens if you guys make a, an absorbed amount of money? Like you hit like, you know, 10 times your goal. Oh, um, so again, I've already decided for me, this is kind of, I don't know, it's in parlance, it's the long con. Yeah. I'm not interested in taking money because if I take money for myself, then I'm taking it out of future projects and I right. really need to get my, my name out there, my story out there. I want people to see this. So every penny that we make over our goal and that, that ends up being extra it, it goes towards issue two, issue three, whatever. Like we're already talking about because we sadly lost our pencil, penciler in uh, after season or episode issue one. Oh, just man. there wasn't a good, yeah, it just didn't work out. So we both kind of went separate ways, and everything's good. It's amicable, but yeah. we need a new penciler. So we're already like we got to find a new penciler. We're trying to attract someone. You know, we're we're working with multiple or multiple different ideas where that's concerned. And so, yeah, we, all that extra money will go into issue two and so on. Nice. Nice. You know, the best part of the question, that question I ask you is there really wasn't a bad answer. If you had said, you know, putting in future issues, that's a great answer. If you had said, you know, paying the talent, that's also a great answer. So there was, it was kind of a, it was kind of a softball question of giving you a, a way to have any good answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. I would say if somebody was like, I'm going to pocket it, I'd be like, you're a dick. Like that's a right. terrible idea. See for me, I've done I've done Kickstarter. I've been doing um I've been doing comics since two thousand two thousand three time frame, and every and every not I've only I've only done Kickstarters for books that I've done, the writing, the art, 
the lettering, the color, all, all of it myself, you know, right? But when I've worked on other books before, oh. it's, it's always been it's always been if it's my book, if the book makes more money than expected, I always split the profits with the people involved with me. Um, usually by splitting profits, I mean I, I get I pay them more and I use my portion to go in the next book because <laughs> that's, that's the way I work. Yeah, but. I, yep. I'm, a, I, I'm a firm believer in, in in paying it forward, and if if the if your book does well, you, you make sure that the people who helped you make that book, you know, get what they need to. Whether whether that is continuing with you to the next process, having the funds to continue on to the next project, or you know, give them a little bit more to make it say, hey, this was awesome. It's, I you know, I'm I'm a firm believer of both those aspects of of how you handle your money. Oh. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I, I was actually um, early on, well, actually early on, but like a year ago, when I first got started, I got started as an editor, and that's how I got my name out there. Yeah. And um, I took my first job for free. Like, I know everyone's like, no, you can't do it for right, for right. free, but no, nah, I, I had to. I, like, I just, I had to get my name out there somewhere. And exposure does do something to a point for a certain period of time. I don't think you should, you know, you can't obviously can't survive on exposure. No, but it's, it's, it's got to be your no. choice. It's got to be your choice. And, and it's got to be your decision based upon what it's, what does it work to you? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I did my first one on exposure, uh, for, uh, sinful comics and I edited a book for them and they were so happy with it. They ended up cutting me a check anyways. Nice. And job well done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously I felt really good about how I did, but I also felt good about, like, that working with them in the future, which we've now done, like, five or six books together in the last year. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. So so doing that, I, I try to do the same thing with my team and kind of, you know, like like you said, give incentives and stuff because yeah. it means something. It really does. It does. It does. And it, it is great when you when you find a group of people that work well together, you want to keep them happy, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, man, I uh, wish you the best of luck with your book. I'd say I hope you fund, but you've already funded, so I'm not going to wish you that. I, I wish you many more uh, multitudes of your funding and to keep moving forward because uh, I'm a huge proponent of indie books. I love indie comics. They're they're the bread and butter of what I read and what I like to push because I believe that all good ideas come from the ground up and the big boys out there wouldn't have good stories to tell if the little guys weren't telling stories too. So I'm with you. I, I wish you the best, man, and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, brother. And that was The Void. <laughs> Did you like The Void? Was The Void fun for you? <laughs> that was cool. I like the concept of magic coming from an, uh, another plane. Oh, yeah, man. The concept, he sold me on the, I, he sold me on the concept. I could have, him and I talked for a while afterwards too a little bit, and he's a, he's a really cool dude. Like, yeah, we got to thank uh, Sean Barbour for getting him out here. Yeah, yeah. And what was really funny is him and I were talking about uh, stories and books and artists we were doing. He's, he has another book he's working on. And I was like, hey, man, if you need an artist who's reliable, good priced, and you know, basically can put out fantastic artwork in a quick turnaround time. Don't call you. Buddy, don't, yeah, don't call me. <laughs> uh, if you want it to take forever and to look moderately okay, call me. But if you want it to be, look, look good and quick turnaround – uh, call my buddy Greg, Greg Warrencheck, and he's like, "That's funny because Greg's actually the top person on my list of people he wants to hire for that book." <laughs> I'm like, "That's hilarious." <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun book. I think it's gonna be a fun read too. Yeah, yeah. So definitely go down to the links below, hit those Kickstarters if you can, back all three of them. If, if you can't, share them around so somebody else might do it for you. Exactly, exactly what Johnny just said. If you can't give money to these people and and be things, help them out anyways by sharing it on your social media. 
that helps a lot. Yeah, you have no idea how much it helps to share these out because just because you don't back it, you share it to someone and somebody else might back it or they might share it and one of their friends might back it because they think it's interesting and cool. Just the more they're shared, the more likely they have to hit their goals and to go on and do better. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. Yeah. There's some awesome Kickstarters for you to go out and check out. Go get out there. Check it out. Oh, yeah. And the next time you hear us, we will be at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. Support your independence. That's right. That's right. We will be at San Diego Comic-Con. It's coming up. It's going to get exciting. It's tomorrow. I mean, when this releases, Comic-Con's tomorrow. I understand. That's why it's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming up quick. (laughs) (laughs) You going to ask something? I was going to ask you, uh, uh, if people wanted to listen to our show, where can they find it? You know what? This I don't like that. I don't like that segue. We we got to come up with something different. Well, we can't. I mean, we could. No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying right now. I'm saying later. You know what I mean? It's fine. Yeah. Something weird about it. Something I don't know what it is. Because <laughs> I don't like it when I say that to you either. You know what I mean? Well, I, it's it's kind of a hard left turn into the outro. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. It doesn't feel natural. No, it's it's our it's our, it's a hard left. It's it's our, it's our way of telling the other person, hey. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's what it. bugs me. You make you Instead, feel Instead, we'll do is we'll add wrap it up music, like from the Oscars. We'll start playing wrap it up music. Isn't that what you had? <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of do that. Well, we do <laughs> right? that on our normal episodes. It's like a minute in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's yeah, kind of funny. Right. That's Anyways, funny. Johnny, you can hear us anywhere podcasts are heard. <laughs> <laughs> nice long segue there. There you go. Yeah. And uh, if you want to talk to us, you can talk to us on Twitter at spoiler underscore country. We're very active there. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or, I mean, we have a, I found out today that I forgot that I set up a Tumblr page for us. And we also have a Pinterest page that I forgot that I what? set up. So, yeah. And actually, because I'm, I'm, I'm ridiculous, when, I, when we first started the show, I set up all this automation rules so things get automatically posted to Tumblr and, P- and Pinterest. So yeah. th- those pages have been getting followers and people have been going to them and there's been a content updating there. I just forgot they were there. <laughs> so we have wow. Tumblr and Pinterest. Now, I- I'm not going to say if you message me on Tumblr or-, or message us on Tumblr or Pinterest will respond to you because we'd never check it. But it's there for you to look at if you want to. <laughs> wow, that's weird. I wonder if someone yeah. messages, though, if you'd get a-, a notification that you've been messaged. We might. I mean, if, if you have Tumblr or Pinterest, send us a message and we'll see if we get it or not. But if you want, it, but if you want a response, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if we get it or not. You know, <laughs> if you want a response, I would say go to Twitter or email us at spoilercountry at gmail dot com, or you can call and leave a voicemail at seven zero seven six five six twenty eighty. And just like we did on episode one hundred, we're going to take some of those voicemails and play them back for you guys and talk about them and have fun with them. And again, that number is seven zero seven six five six twenty eighty. There you go. Hey, before we go, though, speaking yeah. of independence, yeah. <laughs> did you see the Netflix She-Ra reboot that they're putting together? I did. I did. And I actually I put have it, like, I put a, it out on our Facebook page and I tweeted it out. It looks amazing. Dude, I'm, it, it looks great. I, I'm, I mean, it looks – I love it. It looks fantastic. I'm actually excited to watch it with the little one. So yeah. there you guys go. No, All right, not, guys. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Real quick. Because you brought that up. <laughs> Not that I wanted to stir controversy or anything, shit. But did you see what Tio Machinista or this dude said about that reboot? Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't follow him, so I have no idea. Okay, I didn't well, even he posted, know who he was until yeah, Mill Geek had that whole weird thing that happened with them. Right. So he posted a picture of the of the the person who is the showrunner and uh-huh. a picture of Shira, and he commented, uh, "Boyish lesbian 
reinvigorate She-Ra as boyish lesbian. Oh my god! What some, some other like negative comments about it? And I'm like, uh, really, <laughs> really, dude? Well, yeah, but you're responding, so he's getting exactly what he wants out of it. So yeah, you can either that's... just laugh it off and shrug it off your shoulder and move on, or you can respond to it and and let him have lots of free press, and everybody gets to know who this dude is and gets going. Yeah, that's on. That's, see, I should be able to bitch and complain about it without giving him free press. All right. <laughs> Yeah, this is the wrong form. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey, I'm ex- but I am. I'm excited to watch it. I, Me too. I think it Me too. looks cool. I have no idea what the lady looks like who's a showrunner. I don't care. Who cares? You know what I mean? Who gives a shit. Yeah, I, I, I never would have thought to go and find her name and then look her up. You know what right. I mean? Right. Unless, hey, except to look at what else she's been doing. That's, that's right. the only reason that I would, would look it up. Right. Other, other than that, I don't really care. Right. Maybe I'll go back in the edit and bleep out the names. So there's like, no press. Happening. People, can try and, people have to try and figure it out if they want to. There you go. Perfect. There, so I'm, not, I'm go. going to bleep it out. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a show. <laughs> that is a show. All right, guys. Don't forget. <laughs> open your mind and read for it. <laughs> See ya. Oh, <laughs> that was hilarious. That was great. She wrote. We got the power. <laughs> <laughs>